This is a crowd podcast. A huge thank you to today's Patreon sponsor, Sarah Hall. Thank you so much. It really does make a huge difference to the show carrying on. And we love you so much. We do. And we have some very exciting changes coming to our Patreon soon, including getting exclusive access to our live show recordings. If you'd like to join our Patreon and help keep the show going, head to patreon.com forward slash go love yourself for more information. Membership starts from £1 a week and you'll also get access to ad-free and early episodes or you can also support the show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. The links to all of those will be in the episode description. Welcome to Go Love Yourself. So Lauren, you had a very wholesome weekend recently, I saw, and you also broke your Strictly Come Dancing virginity. Congratulations. How was it for you? <laughs> I did both simultaneously. <laughs> a little while ago, I went away for a weekend with some of my uni girls and there was just four of us and we went to one of my it's like a house that my friend's family has uh, in Felixstowe D- never heard of it shout out to everyone <laughs> in Felixstowe same it's near Ipswich apparently I didn't honestly you know when you this is such like a, a oh, such a thing like when you just drive in the car and you stick on google maps I knew I drove two hours <laughs> I couldn't tell you in what direction and where and why like and where girl, I was but I got there of like- <laughs> Girl sat now. It's girl map, but girl, <laughs> girl maps. maps. Yeah, got it. Love it. <laughs> girl maps. <laughs> yeah, girl maps is uh, you put it in Google Maps or Waze or wherever and just end up where you are and you've got no clue. Um, but it was really cute. And we just, we, it's so funny. We were giggling about the fact that our, if anyone's got uni friends, I don't know if this is like specific to ours because we were heavy drinkers back in the day. Like loved it. We went out five nights a week kind of thing and every time we've ever caught up and meet up it's like how drunk can we all get right that is basically the aim of the game and then this time it was over two over three days two nights we drank two bottles of prosecco which is really you know woohoo and we just we walked and talked and we went for walks on the beach and we went crabbing which I've never done before we had lovely food and we had a night in and it was just so lovely and what was so sweet is that again sort of watching your friendships as you get older mature as well so going from you know talking about sex on night on bottomless brunches to you know having a night in and talking about you know still sex but also talking about health in terms of like you know worrying about our parents health but also girls have you checked your breasts yet and and talking about smear tests and talking about money and talking about really Mm. serious subjects with your girls and it was just really incredible so if anyone's in a position where they're able to do something like that it was so wholesome and it kind of brought me back to life a little bit after a very busy week that's amazing that's so nice you know we we always speak about like have the value of having good friendships and not just hi hun how are you friendships yeah and I think yeah so good for the soul yeah so shout out to my girls who literally it was just so much fun absolutely loved it but yeah Strictly hold on <laughs> let's go back to Strictly I feel like every time I tell anyone that I, I have never watched Strictly they're shocked because how how on brand is Strictly right? for me <laughs> So I watched it for the first time and I loved it, mostly because I'm in love with Bobby Brazier. <laughs> I think everyone's in love with Bobby. He, he's, there's he's something so about him, isn't there? Yeah. He's so cute. So sweet. He's just so sweet mm. and it's so glittery. And it was the the particular episode I'm, um, or the particular week I'm talking about was movie week. And they started it with like a, a, a dance, a Disney dance for 100 Years of Disney. Cry my eyes out. <laughs> You got me. I'm real dear everybody. So it was great. So it was really lovely. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And have you succumbed to the um, the Big Brother mania? I haven't yet. Have you? I did watch the launch episode, but I don't. 
I'm the same with like most shows. I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but Bake Off, Strictly and Big Brother, any kind of show like that, I'm not really interested in the, those like the early episodes where mm. it's just it's all a bit chaotic and you don't everyone's just playing up for the cameras and stuff I like it when once they're all settled in and you get to know there's less of them and you get to know them a little bit more but I did watch it and I was quite pleased with the kind of the representation there I think it's they've got quite a nice mix I personally think they might struggle with kind of recapturing the magic that was Big Brother back in the heyday but back before we had social media back before we had kind of people that wanted to be famous like desperately by being on TV because it's a different world we live in now and I I sort of was watching the first bit of it and thinking yep (laughs) like (laughs) got your cards it's not going to be the same it's not going to be the same and did you watch it back in the day? I did, but I remember when the first series came out, my mum and dad, <laughs> I'm sure they won't mind me saying, but they were like not party people, right? They were in bed by nine, quite <laughs> quite boring <laughs> by their own admission. They were obsessed and they would wait up until 10 o'clock to watch Big Brother, which was like to a big it. thing <laughs> for them. And, they, <laughs> and my dad, like again, like now he, like, he hates reality TV, anything like that. They were obsessed. This was like nasty it was, Nick. It was revolutionary in 2000 like stop yeah so do you remember that they used to have on i can't remember what channel i'm assuming channel four or what whatever additional channel it was at the time they used to have like a 24 hour live stream so you would honestly be awake at 3 a.m and you'd well i mean i wouldn't get in from a night out i was 12 but if you were awake at 3am, you could turn on Channel 4 and, and they'd all be sleeping and you just watch I it. I do remember that. <laughs> was, and I think I actually remember watching did. it. Yeah, people were so invested. Yes. Um, yes. Madness. Madness. Mate, I loved it. It was so, so good. It was iconic. Back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about this new one, but we'll wait and see. I am, however, really loving Alison Hammond on Bake Off. I feel like... <gasps> Isn't she I feel great? like she... It, it feels really natural, like a really, really good fit. Um, and mm-hmm. it's like she's been doing it for years. And I, I read somewhere, someone said that she's given the show the, some much needed warmth to the show and heart. That's and nice. I thought, actually, yeah, that's that's so true. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I really felt that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really liking all the contestants as well this year. I feel like they've gone back to basics a bit with kind of your more normal Joes. And I, I quite like that. I think it's back to its sort of wholesome oh. bake off, which is nice. I love this. I love, I haven't actually, don't shout on me. I haven't actually watched any of it yet, but I like to binge things. I can't watch things week by week. Oh, really? So I'm, I'm biding my time, but I, I've seen so many clips and she's so lovely. And I'm buzzing that we've got, you know, Alison Hammond of all people. I just, who doesn't love Alison Hammond? Do you know what I mean? She's so cute. So yeah, this is. She's just good vibes, isn't she? I really, I just really I love do. her. And this is like properly countdown to Christmas TV times. I'm here she for said it. She said word again. I did, but because Christmas chocolate's back, Hoppers. Like, stop. Oh, I it's must so admit, great. I need to talk to you about something very serious. Um, okay, I'm ready. Matt told me that you tried a mint Terry's chocolate orange. It was, although <gasps> it wasn't chocolate orange. Sensational. Really? It is a Terry's mint round thing, essentially. <laughs> there is no orange in it. It is put into segments, but I don't even think it's got the texture. Do you know what's so funny? I'm literally sitting here with it. <laughs> It's been a long day, mate. It's been a long day. <laughs> is that dinner? So is that girl dinner? dinner? <laughs> That's been girl breakfast, dinner. lunch, and dinner oh, today. <laughs> um, I don't know how you uh, managed yeah, to make so that good. last all day, though. That's literally gone in one sitting for me. I eat it like an apple. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But I don't. No, tell me you're lying. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not completely. That's like people who eat the cheese. 
strings and they eat them like this. Oh, I have done that before, yeah. We can't be friends. <laughs> I know, right, we've already established Or this. like people that eat the Kit Kat, you know, like the two, the, the finger Kit Kats yeah. and just like eat them. Yeah. I do that. No, you don't. Do. You ha- You have to break them off as fingers. Okay. Sorry, mum. Um, <gasps> you eat them, you eat yeah. them, you eat yeah. them. Just call me Henry VIII. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, but it's yeah. a serious question. The mint orange... Is it like, has it got bits of like peppermint in it no. or is it just, no, good? Pure, smooth chocolate. And it doesn't taste like toothpaste? No, it's really good. Right. I'm, I'm on it. At I'm least really on it. good. The one good thing I will say about Christmas chocolate being in the shop so early is that it means that Easter chocolate <laughs> and mini eggs are weeks away. <laughs> so that, that, that makes me happy. All right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I do think it's all kicked off a little bit earlier than usual this year. However... We buy it. So everyone needs to stop moaning. We all buy it and we buy into it. So that's why. So shush. Uh, but yeah, so that means by this standard, Easter will be out in, in November. Yay. Buzzing. Cream eggs. Cream eggs? Cream eggs. You know how I feel Mini about cream eggs. Egg. Honestly. Oh, Halloween, they do scream eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but no, basically. This podcast has been interrupted by Lauren <laughs> running to the co-op <laughs> to buy chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and the Kinder Santas. Do you like have you? I don't think I've ever had one. But the lint oh. the lint. Oh lint. Yeah, lint, lint. Yeah, but Kinder. Okay, I'll have to add it to my list. I will try. I think we need to have like a maybe we should have like a night in soon, like a movie or just actually no, let's just go let's just chat and hang out night. But we both bring all of our favourite chocolate and we can like swap <laughs> just and it. like figure it out. <laughs> Also, again, I love, I don't know how many of our episodes just descend into us talking about food. <laughs> really? I, don't I love it. It's that many. <laughs> anyway, should we get on with it? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, all right, let's great. do it. <laughs> Hi, guys. We're taking a quick break out of today's episode to tell you all about our first ever live podcast recording, which is happening on the 30th of October at 7.30pm in West London. You know how much the Go Love Yourself community really means the world to us. So for so long, Laura and I have been wondering, how can we get these gorgeous gals and guys involved? And hello is get them involved in some of our episodes. Yeah, one of the best bits of feedback that me and Lauren get uh, about Go Love Yourself is that it feels like you're listening to your mates talking. Some of you even say that you sometimes like talk back to us. I love it. Which is love just it. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> I would love to see that. Um, so our live recording is going to be the chance to, to basically just do that. So on the night, we will be recording two brand new episodes with you and one will be a dive into TV and body image. We know you'll have as much to say on this as we do. So we'll invite you to ask questions or share your thoughts if you'd like to. So you might even end up in the episode. But of course, there is absolutely no pressure to contribute and everybody is welcome. Very importantly, the dress code is whatever you're comfortable in. So casual, glam, Halloween costume, pyjamas, everything goes. Can I wear pyjamas? That'd be nice. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) As it's Halloween Eve, one of us will be coming in fancy dress and one of us won't. But can you guess who it is I wonder Uh, you know we're all about whatever makes you feel best so honestly you do you Uh, you can find more information and a link to buy your tickets in the episode description see you there so we recently did an episode about magazines and the impact that they've had on body image and how toxic they were and it went down really well with you guys a lot of you that listened to it said that it kind of brought up a lot of memories and a bit of trauma so we're sorry about that um but it's such an interesting topic wasn't it and so today Mm. we're going to do a little bit more of a deep dive into movies uh, if you're american films if you're in the uk um (laughs) (laughs) and the kind of the fat shaming 
and the fat stereotypes and the impact that that had on us growing up as well. Um, and, and even they're still prevalent today. Oh, God, yeah. Does anything stand out for you, Lauren, like as a first memory of sort of watching something and feeling a bit like, oh, that's not OK? Or... Do you know what's really funny? Obviously, because I grew up as a slimmer kid and I was around about a size 12 until I was about 24, 25. So I wasn't watching these movies like you were watching them. And and me and being upset about the portrayal of fat characters was not something I felt because it wasn't my reality. So I think a lot of people listening will also be the same. So my issue with them has come obviously much later. And it's like, what the actual fuck? So I can, you know, it's it's horrible to say that. But when you're watching these films and that issue doesn't really bother you when you're so young... It's not something you're ever bothered by. However, also, you're watching these films and you're looking at characters who are being called fat, who aren't fat, and then that's what sticks with you. And so, again, similar to magazines, we can't sit here and say that had no impact on us. You know, we're going to get into particular movies, but some of my favourite movies have got really problematic issues with body image. And And you're watching that as a... 12 year old 15 year old 25 year old and it's telling you one thing fat is bad thin is good and actually what is considered fat is smaller than you are so you must go and lose weight and then the whole cycle starts again so it that I think that's what I remember and that that's my when I think about those movies now it's the first thing I think about but on the flip side for you Laura what was that like growing up as a kid in a bigger body as a teenager and like in your 20s watching these films and how they treated dealt with portrayed people in bigger bodies two things that really stick out for me one i mean like i said i've always pretty much been bigger but when i was probably at my biggest and my weight was like a big issue in my house with my dad in particular commenting on it quite a lot making me feel like shit about myself when i would watch films with fat characters in i would instantly feel embarrassed and feel like oh, oh god because it kind of like felt like it added to the cause yeah because not only were the characters fat they were normally also fat and ugly fat and stupid mm. fat and unlovable uh, and so you kind of um can't help but adopt that that kind of narrative that, that that's that's what we are we're just a stereotype um not only that, but I also notice about the way that those characters were treated. So it's not just them, those, those characters, but the way that other people like reacted to them and treated them. And you pick up very quickly on that. So you, you kind of go there and go, ah, OK. So again, they are unlovable. They're, they're, they're the, the, the side chick or they're the kind of the, they're to be mocked or they're the, the mum figures, like the nanny figures, the, the nurturing ones. So... Yeah, it was a bit tricky. I also remember when I had, uh, at one point in my life, I think I was 15, 16, I went on Slimming World. I lost quite a lot of weight. And I remember watching TV. I think it was something like Blind Date. And there was like a fat joke. And I laughed because I was like, ha ha ha, that's not me anymore. That sticks in my head, which I don't love about myself. But again, I was 15. Like, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. But um, it's just easy, isn't it? It's just so easy. And it's just lazy writing. Um, Sometimes, and a lot of people will say that we've become too sensitive as a society. But I can't help but watch things now and be horrified. It's horrifying. Horrified. So, for instance, are you even like we've just watched rewatched Game of Thrones, which I love, but the amount of like fat jokes in that 
and fat like shaming yeah and I I honestly don't remember it at all and I think I find it really hard now I don't know if anyone else listening can relate because I'm you know I pride myself on being a bit more educated in these these this area and these kind of things sometimes I feel like I'm really like hypersensitive to it so I'll be watching a movie and like Matt will say Matt will look at me and he'll go triggered Because he knows that that will piss me off. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you saw it on TikTok. You know, sometimes on TikTok, movies come up and they play parts of yeah. it. Did you see Shallow Howl was doing the rounds recently? I was wondering when we would talk about this. And I'm glad it's the first <laughs> movie we're talking about. Um, I did a little bit. And even in research for this episode, it's the first one that comes up. That movie is unbelievable and it didn't get made long enough ago for that to be okay. Thankfully, Gwyneth Paltrow has come out and said that she's like not not proud of it. Um, of all the things she should be not proud of, I guess that's, just, you know. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Gwyn. Uh, um, <laughs> thanks, Gwyn. I actually cannot stand her, like the smugness, the wellness, the fact that recently, I'm going off on a tangent here, allow me. I've had a really bad day today. I'm sorry, I'm going to go, I'm going to go in. <laughs> She was recently on a podcast with a fucking IV drip in her arm. Yeah, no. And she was good, like, what's your favourite? She's talking to the, um, the, the presenter guy of the, the podcast. And, and, she, and he was like, what's your favourite? She was like, oh, I love this one. He was like, oh, my God, that's such a great one. Oh, my God, just don't stop. It was really bad. The backlash that that got was absolutely rightly so. That was very, it was um, someone with a very large platform promoting things that were unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To that point. So yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad that she sees the wrongness in that film. How could you not? It's awful. It's just awful. The film, if you haven't seen it, was released in 2001. It's like a kind of a rom-com vibe, isn't it? With Jack Black. Mm. And basically he falls in love with uh with her. She's like 300 pounds. But I think in the movie she's portrayed as if she's sort of 600 pounds. Anyway, um, he falls in love with her after being hypnotised into only seeing a person's inner beauty. Spoiler alert, he does end up actually obviously falling in. He does fall in love with her and he kind of realises. But he he's called Shallow for a reason. But there are certain scenes that are just like so cringe. Like there's one scene where yeah. they're in a restaurant and she breaks the yeah. chair. Yes. And she's just like mortified she's so she's so embarrassed and stuff and like obviously mm. like I'm sure that stuff does happen but not on like a daily basis and and again it was just oh it's just it's so icky it is icky and if you think however old you were when you were watching that whether you were 12 or 22 30 for whatever if you're watching something like that what does that say and there it's not a daily occurrence as you said but there may be a you know people listen to this podcast that may have happened to them yeah that can be like a really awful experience. And then you've got it on t- on movies of someone laughing about it. And when she jumps into the pool and all the water comes oh, out, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? And, and, and even me as a kid, and as I said, I was smaller as a kid. I think even I got that joke at some point because I was, when I was a small kid, I was the bigger of, of all of the kids, like about how much water that you <laughs> splash out mm. when you jump into a pool. And all of it was just so awful. And what's really awful about it, Laura, is that I think I watched it more than once because I enjoyed the movie at the time. Oh, really? I didn't see the problem with it at the time. As of, I, I don't. As I think a lot of people didn't. Now I'm just I'm disgusted at myself and everyone. But I think I've I watched it more than once for sure. Mm. How bad's that? No, it's not bad. And I think you know, like 
like a lot of things, it was of its time and we just sort of accepted it. Another one that I think was around this, the same time was um, Norbit and The Nutty Professor. Uh, and again, The Nutty Professor, do you remember just constantly eating? So the main character in Norbit was Raspisha. She was a large black woman played by Eddie Murphy, who was wearing a fat suit. We'll talk about fat suits in a second. Um, and I, um, I was yeah doing a bit of research for this episode and there were people that were saying, you know, it's not just like everyone will say like, oh, it's funny. Like you should just find it funny. Like it's don't be woke. Don't be so sensitive. And they were like, it's all fun and games until you are called that. And even Lizzo has spoken out and said like it broke her heart when she saw that representation because I think... I don't know if it was her or somebody else was saying that that was her nickname in school. And I think the people that kind of say, oh, you're being too sensitive about these things are highly likely to not be a similar size to that person. Do you know what I mean? So if someone's saying, oh, you're being too sensitive and they are in a smaller body, they don't understand. And that's that's fine. That's their issue. And as I said, as I said you know, being smaller when I was a kid, I didn't understand those issues. Don't let that stop you from feeling those feelings or feeling like you're being unreasonable yeah. for saying them because factually, this is terrible. Yeah. And and it's like, I think it goes beyond like films and magazines as well. Like I even now have a fear of going to comedy shows for <gasps> a fear of being called out. That is such a good point, mate. Oh my God. The last one I, I never went to was five years ago and I sat in fear because the only seats that were available no. were six, about six rows back. And I was like way too close than I would have liked to have been to this yeah. comic. And I just kept thinking, please God, no fat jokes or and don't point me out. Like don't, you, you know, yeah. yeah, horrible. And that's why I don't think it's oh okay. Like God, you can I've be funny without without doing that. Like imagine if someone made a joke about like, I think this is the thing I was about to say, can you imagine if someone made the same jokes about race? I think you can, but I think you can do it if you're of that race or if you're fat. I think it's like when it's at people's expense that I just think that that's not cool. When it's at other people's expense, it's not funny. And also the world has moved yeah. on in the last 20 years. It's actually just not funny anymore. It's not funny. Like it's, it's really not because, because now we are the products of what happens when we thought that was all funny 20 years ago. And now we're all sitting here with body image issues and feeling awful about ourselves when we gain weight or because mm. we look a certain way and, and wearing safety cardigans on 40 degree weather days yeah. and all of this because we grew up the whole world, the whole society 20 years ago and still now absolutely to an extent, but but definitely less so, was set up to say fat is bad, terrible, you're gross, you're disgusting. So now we're coming out of that mm. um, and that's fantastic. But we're the product of that shit being funny and it's not and it wasn't then, it isn't now. And I, I, I just hope <laughs> nothing like this ever gets made again. Fingers crossed. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to talk a bit about fat suits as well. And I think oh, how let's talk about problematic they are. Because often they're so unrealistic as well. Like they just make the person look completely rotund and like in their face as well. Like they've got mm. like, you know, the chin is bigger than their actual head. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like, I just don't really like them. I don't agree with them. It's 2023. The last one that I saw being used was for, uh, <laughs> so Renee Zellweger, who famously played Bridget Jones. We'll talk about Bridget Jones in a second. Don't worry. We're coming to it. But a couple of years ago, she was in a film. I think she was playing like some kind of serial killer mom in the US or something. She had a fat suit on 
and she had it on for like 90% of the film and all the comments were like rightly I think justified in saying why could you not have just picked a fat actress yeah and that's the thing like I don't really understand and and I think it's sort of similar really to when you have you know a straight actors playing a, a role of a character that's gay it's a tricky one it is a tricky one because you can argue well it should be the best person for that role but like this is the thing there are so few characters that are fat or in bigger bodies and whose story arc is not completely centred around their mm. weight, like, surely they could have given it to somebody else. There will be actors out there crying out for jobs yeah. and they're still giving it to the same people, the same slim white people. And we're all calling out for more diversity in all aspects. It is really frustrating that that is still the case. And especially, as you said, if the whole movie or a large part of the movie is someone wearing a fat suit let's just change it yeah. let's just not and and like you said they're really unrealistic and they've been used as a weapon really like we can all think of examples where people have been wearing fat suits and, it, and the point is because they're making fun of it so it's you know it's like it's like sometimes in a like a dreamscape where yeah. you know they dream of something happening and they put on a fat suit and it's like laughable or whatever Mm. And it just, it all just, it all just supports this vibe that being fat is awful and it is so damaging. It's so damaging. I'm so annoyed by all the movies right now. Uh, I, I just thought of another film actually that came out very recently. I don't know how many of you listening would have watched it. I think it's actually on Amazon Prime is The Whale. I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? I didn't watch I it. I have seen it and it was, it was a hard watch. I'm not going to lie. Mm. But I, again, I just feel like it was slightly, I I don't want to say lazy writing, actually, because I actually thought it was very well written and I was very engrossed in it. But it was problematic. So just a bit of context, if you haven't seen it, um, it's basically uh, around a man called Charlie. I think he's around like 600 pounds. And he basically hides in his apartment and he binge eats because he's depressed I won't, I won't give away a spoiler, but there is a reason why. And as soon as we meet him, basically, he's in this like dingy, horrible house with like a really dirty sofa. He's surrounded by like rubbish, like takeaway. Like it's like a complete stereotype of what people think fat people are do and are like. Um, but yeah, his living environment is, is, is not a nice one. And I think what frustrated me about the film is that it was sort of like, a distorted depiction of fatness as a form of squalor. And he's like a caricature, the character, because he just reinforces the belief that fat people bring this upon themselves by sitting down, constantly eating takeaways. And again, it's just that uh, there are people that are like that and that live like that, but that is not the only version of fatness. Like there are plenty of people that are fat and live full lives and happy lives. And I just there was just no joy in that and I think I've seen quite a lot on um, Instagram recently about people celebrating fat joy I don't know if you've seen it no there's a song and it's called fat people doing yeah loves <laughs> and then there's the hashtag fat joy mm. yeah because uh, when we think of fat people we automatically think that they are sad and that they are on a on a, on a diet and they, they want to lose mm. weight and they are trying to lose weight and they're really struggling and they're just sat yeah. in squalor eating shit food from you know a carton and McDonald's Mm. It's just so much more complex than that. And yeah, yeah, that film, 
I don't know. It, it, it just reinforces it. But this yeah. is the thing, like you said, like all these, these issues are so much more complex than all of this, but we've only ever been given pretty surface level reasons as to what, you know, why fat characters are fat. So it's no wonder that the general population and society in general believes this because no one's really stepping up in a big way and movie you know and production companies aren't yet making all these things and there's not enough tv shows about all of this that's showing another side so it's no wonder but yeah when i saw that movie being advertised i just thought this isn't going to be a nice thing to see like as somebody who does struggle with their appearance sometimes i don't want to see this i i didn't see it looking good and 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 what was really quite triggering about that movie was obviously because brendan fraser was in a, a fat suit when he then appeared doing the press trail as himself there was these before and after photos and you know the praise he received you know looking as himself or perhaps he did slim down i have no idea was really shit because again it's the before and after fat is bad thin is good mm. um and that was really shit and that's no that's no hate to Brendan Fraser, because I mean, if anyone's a mummy fan, we all love a bit of Brendan. Hated but the mummy. It, he will be not surprised to hear. Hated it. <laughs> I don't think I didn't like the mummy because I hate scary films. <laughs> love me some Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh, also, no. Rachel Vice. Stop not. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, we digress. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to call out these kind of like storylines and these fat favorite jokes when we when we see them. I think it's important that we do do that. I am pleased to see yeah. things getting better, but it. It, it isn't true, but it can sometimes feel like fat phobia or anti-fat bias, whatever you want to call it, is like the last acceptable form of prejudice. And we there's a, a brilliant quote by Aubrey Gordon, who I absolutely love and obsessed with. She co-hosts the Maintenance Phase podcast, which is amazing. And she's also an author. And she says uh, that anti-fat bias is like air pollution. Uh, we don't always see it, but we always breathe it in. Isn't that so powerful? I think yeah. that quote. Um, That's so true. We've got a long way to go. We do. And we had Aubrey on the, on the podcast a yeah. little while ago. So if you haven't listened to the episode, definitely go listen back because it's stuff like that. It's just, you know, she says it in such a factual way and that's it, isn't it? Mm. Like we're not seeing it, but we're, you know, we're constantly breathing it in. And I think you're so right. We do need to call this shit out, especially when it's new content, when it's new films and new TV shows being made like this. And, and we are seeing it a bit more. There was a backlash to The Whale there has been backlash to other things that have come out about, you know, people wearing fat suits and that. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see it. Like with anything, like with so many of our conversations about this, fat people need to be in the room where it happens yet again. So we need fat people to be writing scripts. We need fat people to be, you know, looking at becoming actors. We need them to be in, in the director's chair, in the production room, in the editor's suite, all of this. We need, you know, fat people and people in bigger bodies need to be across the board in movie making. So we can start to see some characters who just happen to be in a bigger body. It's got nothing to do with their story arc at all. And, you know, even when we've had some good examples of movies come out recently where people have been in bigger bodies, it's still been a thing, it's still been a thing. and It's annoying or TV shows and stuff. And so that's what I'd like to see happen. But I also don't see that happening. Like you say that, they're, they're, it must be so limiting. I'm, I'm thinking theatre more specifically, but it, movies as well. There are so few roles for, for bigger actors. Well, write them. Someone, Someone needs, to, needs write to write them. them and, the, and the thing is, it doesn't even need to be specific roles, does it, for bigger people? Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, in theatre, we did an episode with Carrie Hope Fletcher 
all hail Carrie Hope Fletcher, um, talking about the, the specific roles that are available for people in bigger bodies in theatre. With movies, you have more of a chance to create something new or cast someone. It doesn't matter. Just cast someone in your next blockbuster who happens to be, I don't know, the Marvel superhero or the love interest or the protagonist and whatever. And they just happen to be an actor who's not the stereotypical you know, tall, white, slim actor. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see more. Yeah. Crying out for it, mate. It's it, it can be a difficult one in that, like, I don't want to sit on the fence here. I want to Switzerland and get splinters in my ass. Sometimes you see like t- like TV shows and and films and and adverts, especially where I think they feel like really tokenistic. Where it, yeah, 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 like I don't want that. I want it to just be really inclusive and it to be like natural, like like the Barbie movie felt. Yes. I can also see that there is an argument for people saying it's not healthy. We shouldn't be promoting being bigger as healthy. And I I can see that to an extent. I can see it. But I also just think I'm not talking of like everyone being fat or everyone being of a certain race or or everyone being disabled. I I just mean like it's about true representation, like 67 percent of the the country, the population in America is is considered plus size. So Mm. why are we not really seeing that reflected on our our screens? And I think a lot of that is because people still see being fat as a choice and like we always say it's a lot more complicated than that. People see it as a personal failing, a moral failing when mm. it really isn't. And this is true when I, I see quite a lot of people talk online about why we need a fat Disney princess. And I'll be honest here, my first reaction was, no, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's healthy. Interesting. For, yeah, for children to grow up with and and see that. And then I thought about it a bit more and I thought, maybe maybe I'm being like fat phobic in that because actually like with their tiny like impossibly tiny waist like surely that's not healthy for children to see either Mm. and I think it's a fine line it's very very tricky but I yeah I don't know how I feel about it to be honest that's an interesting one do you know what I'd be really interested we might have to put this out on Instagram to see what people think because I do get your point in that these movies, and again, we know this because we were kids growing up with, you know, these Disney princess movies, they are aspirational yeah. and you do hold that. And, you know, the whole sort of happily ever after thing is something you just hold, like, it's just a thing. So what do we want there? But by the pure fact that I'm, you know, even saying it, what you know, we want thinness to be aspirational. Why? I want happiness to be aspirational, not thinness. So it's, it's a difficult one in that, you don't really want to promote either enders of the spectrum, I guess. You want people to be happy and healthy in the middle. What we want to see is just something different. It's just something different. Like, so, you know, the latest Disney princesses, I think, are Elsa and Anna. Please correct me if I'm wrong, everyone. Princesses specifically, not, you know, yeah. Disney characters. Yeah. And they are still the impossibly, you know, small characters. Yeah. More tiny, quirky, tiny more fun, a little bit of fun. Yeah. yeah. But impossibly tiny you know Encanto showed some different size characters which was fantastic I was just thinking and about Encanto yeah I love, I love Encanto so Even if you Mirabelle. haven't seen Encanto please watch it mm. yeah Mirabelle slightly you know yeah. different from the standard and we love that I think I just want to see that a little bit more I would love to see a Disney princess who is bigger I think we're not going to get a size 18 and I think that's okay because I just don't see it happening 
but why can't we have a size 12? Do you know what I mean? I would like one. I'd like one. Like, I don't, I don't, don't wish for every, like, Disney princess to be fair. I don't think that's right or realistic. I'm just saying, like, one would be great because I think, like you said, it's aspirational. And wouldn't it be so lovely for little girls to be, rather than think, I want to look like that, say, I look like that. Like, that's that's me. We talk about all the time about how representation matters. There was actually a Disney uh, film. It was a short, though. Uh, It was like a three minute film. We talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, called Reflections. But again, the whole story arc was around her body and her weight and reflections. And and this is another thing, like, I just, I really am tired of. And I I just want to see a plus size female protagonist. And it's just not. It's not a thing. I want to see, like, you know, the latest Anne Hathaway comedy with just someone who's bigger. But the thing is also, Laura, like, how many actors can we name that are are in bigger bodies? I literally can think of Melissa McCarthy right now. Melissa McCarthy, Rebel Wilson. She's not anymore. Not anymore. And that's, you know, Amy Schumer. Although I wouldn't class her as plus size at all. I'd class her as mid if we're using terms like that. Can't really think of that many, babes. No, the only other one that sticks in my mind is Queen Latifah. Uh, She was in a great film called Last Holiday. And that, actually, the only kind of slight reference to her weight was, I don't actually don't even think it was with her weight, but I think she basically gets told that she's got a terminal illness and that she hasn't got long to live. But she goes to this, like... Uh, retreat place I think in France and she just orders everything off the menu oh love it she just lives her best life because she thinks it's going to be like her last day sort of thing Uh, it's a really good like feel good inspiring movie and I think she did a great job on it Queen Latifah is an absolute babe Um, another actress called Gabori Sidibe who is in Precious which I haven't actually seen and she's probably on you know the larger end of of being plus size but she hasn't been in a huge amount no it's always very telling when you see her you know the see responses to her outfits at red carpets yeah that's that's always fucking horrible yeah. there's just not there's just not the representation out there to even get into these into these roles do you know what i mean so it's just i want to see i just want it all i want every, i want i want across the board as i said earlier across the board more representation but but for for people in bigger bodies to feel like they can go for those jobs as well absolutely yeah The movies we touched on so far are a bit more intense in their representation of um, of, of bigger people and fat people. But there are some really lovely, wholesome films, which, I mean, two of the... Actually, all three of these ones that I've got in my head are on my list of, like, my favourite films ever. Mm. And I'm talking Love Actually, Problematic. Mean Girls, and Bridget Jones. Yeah. I feel like right. Bridget Jones does get talked about to death, so I'm quite sick of hearing people talk about it, if I'm just being really honest. But there's a reason... But there is a reason, there's a very, very valid reason because we we genuinely were led to believe that at nine and a half stone, she was fat and there was so yeah. much in the media about her weight before and after. And people were, I remember people saying she was either too skinny or too fat. So too fat in the film yeah. and then too skinny when she lost the weight, in air quotes. Mm. Yeah, again, just we as women can't win. But that film is so problematic. It is, but it's so, I, I, you know, I love Bridget. I love all three. I love them so much. And... But it does suck because if the numbers weren't said, no, nah, it'd still be problematic. But the numbers are said. And the thing is, I don't think she is a nine and a half stone woman at that point either, because I have been nine and a half stone and I didn't look like that. Yeah. So and everyone carries the weight differently. I understand that. But 
the whole thing of like why millennials have trust issues is because, you know, this woman in that tiny bunny costume is the one that we talk mm. about a lot. And, you know, we will move on, Laura, I promise. But it needs to be said, like that tiny bunny costume, we were told that she was fat and repulsive. And it's not true. We covered a bunch of that, you know, this kind of stuff in the magazines episode, so we won't go on. But that's like the pin. That's like the pinnacle yeah. example of how bad this shit is. And again, do you notice how she's not just chubby again said in air quotes but um she's like really clumsy she's a bit thick yeah good point would she have been like that if she wasn't that size yeah i'll just yeah yeah good point and it's kind of like it's made to be that you know the fact that she gets with you know colin firth and hugh grant oh my god amazing how how have you done that Mm. it's like shut up so problematic right let's move on from bridget jones because we all know that shit and we all know it's shit so we agree it's, it's wrong and stupid now but even a couple of other little examples. Love Actually, man. Mm. I love Love Actually. She's also called Chubby, wasn't she? She was the chubby girl with the huge thighs. Yeah. And we're talking about Martin McCutcheon um, playing the character of Natalie. And yeah, huge thighs is the Prime Minister's special advisor person says. It's horrendous. Thankfully, that kind of thing, would we wouldn't get We wouldn't see that now. I don't, I don't think anyway. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it's really tricky, isn't it? Because you want to enjoy these films for what they are, but it's so hard. I feel like watching anything now, like, like I said, mm. I'm, I feel very triggered by a lot. And I'm like, oh, that didn't age well, did it? But, but so much didn't. That's fine to feel like that, Laura, because yeah. like, so much didn't. And the thing is, it's poking fun at people who look like you. So it's fine to feel triggered by that. So don't ever feel, and anyone listening, don't ever feel like you can't feel upset about that. Or, uh, you know, if you're watching a movie with your mates or your family, you want to turn it off even or go in another room. But that's the thing though, Lauren, is that, like you sort of alluded to earlier, is I don't look look like that. I didn't look like that. I wish I looked Mm. like that. They're calling her Mm. fat. What am I? Am I a monster? That's genuinely how I felt a lot of the time. When they were calling people like her fat, I was thinking... If she's fat, what what the hell am I? Mm. And like I said, it made me like go the other way. It made me want to binge eat. It made me want to secret eat. I'm not saying that's the only reason, but that that's why I don't, you know, people can say, oh, you're being sensitive, but that's why I take issue with it. Of course, 100%. You're so right. And and again, another example of, you know, a, a, an iconic movie that we all, most of us all love is Mean Girls, where Regina George, you know, really wants to lose five pounds. And when she's eating these protein bars, you can see she's got like a pat. She's got padding in her, uh, wearing like a, almost a fat suit, but she's got padding in her ass and stuff to show that she's gained weight and how disgusting that mm. is. So these movies, we've talked about movies that have got really obvious and very dangerous fat phobia and anti-fat bias in them. But some of these little ones have also got these minute examples in there as well. And they're still as problematic and troubling because it's so, because it's so subtle. Yeah. So true. I think like in the future, like I think we like we absolutely need to be calling out this the shit when we see it because I say mostly it's a thing of the past, but not always. Uh, mm. I think, like I said, we need to see more representation. We need to see more roles developed for people of diverse body types, and and it it needs to be. I feel like Hollywood. I think it was Jessica Chastain, but don't quote me. Um, there was an A list Hollywood actress recently I think it was her saying about how there's just this expectation that once you get to Hollywood you have to be a size zero because and all of the roles all of the main character roles basically like they are like fit for that and again I'm not even like talking plus size representation just kind of average size something representation if that if, 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 if that, that mate. like that would be really wonderful 
Um, mm. There's just, yeah, it does feel like there is a bit more work to be done, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah and like you said that's what we want to see we want to see more people in the room where it happens um so we can all go and enjoy movies a little bit more and we don't want their size or diets or whatever to be the central arc of their character we don't want them to be the stereotypical fat and bubbly i want to see some like complex stories because like you said there's so many reasons why people are big and also it doesn't matter that people are big so just put them in storylines of things that are happening in life I think we'd all really enjoy that. Do you know what I mean? And I hope I hope we get to see it. I'd buy a ticket. I'd buy a ticket too. Clearly, Laura and I have a lot to say on this. And this was only covering just movies. We haven't really covered TV. <laughs> and even in this episode, we've mentioned a couple of TV shows. So at our very first live recording on the 30th of October... We're going to have to cover body image and TV, mate, 100%. We've got a lot to say. And I think what we'll have to do in that in our live recording is ask the audience and ask our listeners some questions as well and bring them in, get their opinions, get their questions and stuff. Because if we, if me and Laura have got a lot to say, we know you lot have got a lot to say too. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. We're going to put the link for tickets in the bio. But just to say, Lauren and I are so, so excited to see you there at Bishol in London on the 30th. Fancy dress is optional. Lauren will be dressing up. Surprise, surprise, I probably will not will not be because I'm a fun sponge. So if you want to be a fun sponge with me, not dress up, that's absolutely fine. Uh, likewise, if you do, that's cool. But yeah, we, we genuinely can't wait. It's going to be a really fun night and we look forward to seeing you there. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and we will be back with a brand new episode next week. If you want more of us in the meantime, and why wouldn't you, make sure you follow our Instagram at Go Love Yourself Pod and join our Facebook group, Go Love Yourself Community. Or you can get in touch with us on email, golove at crowdnetwork.co.uk. You can also support the show by subscribing on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, where you can get ad-free and early episodes for £1 a week. Or you can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And a quick reminder about our live recordings. The first one is in London on Monday, the 30th of October, and tickets are £17.50. There's more information and a link to buy your tickets in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye! Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Hello, I'm La La La, let me explain. And this is, it's not you, it's them, but it might be you. I'm here to answer all your questions around love, relationships, sex, dating dilemmas, and anything else you throw my way. Join me three times a week as we work through the depths of this intimacy pool together. From Sony Music Entertainment, listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.